0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers they return home and pick up a victory a pretty good one over a good basketball team in the new orleans pelicans we'll break it all down next right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com. Promo code locked on. What's up, D?
0: What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? I can't complain. Yeah, no need, no need to, especially with everything that's going on. Before we get started, we want to welcome everybody. You are Locked On 76ers am Devon Givens from ninety seven the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for theinquirer.com And we want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Before we get started to talk about the Sixers' big win over the New Orleans Pelicans on Monday night, Uh, We want to make sure that we address just briefly uh, everything that took place in Monday night football in Cincinnati between the Bengals Mm -hmm. and the Bills, the unfortunate uh, play that uh, injured, of course, safety, DeMar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills and uh, just the, the tough events that we had to witness on Monday night. And we know just as much as you all know, we don't know anything except for the information that we receive. Keith and I have both seen the play, and it's just tough to see it, especially knowing uh, what took place thereafter with the CPR on the field, the ambulance having to come on the field and remove Hamlin from the field, take him to the nearest hospital a few minutes away. And uh, thoughts and prayers are with Hamlin, his family, of course, his teammates and the Cincinnati Bengals seem really, really you know, crushed by everything that took place and really affected by everything that the game was postponed as it should have been on Monday night so thoughts and prayers of course to DeMar Hamlin and his family after everything that went down on Monday night all right all right um Keith uh a big win uh for the Pelicans and sixes over the Pelicans by nine and hey man a nice revenge nice bounce back after what we saw a week ago so we'll break this game down Talk about the things that we saw that we liked in this one and uh, how they got this one done as they now improved to 22 and 14 on the season and still in the fifth spot in the Eastern Conference standings right now getting ready to host Indiana on Wednesday. But hey, man, this was a good win. Uh, We talked about it on on Monday uh, and what they needed to do and playing against a very good team like the Pelicans are at the top of the Western Conference and the Pelicans put it on them in that game on Friday and the Sixers returned the favor this time at home.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was two things that really stood out to me. You know, the 76ers had 10 turnovers, right, that led to uh, nine points by the Pelicans. You know, the 76ers had 19 turnovers the last game, which led to 30. But I really wasn't like – I mean, they they tightened it up in the second half that game, but 10 from uh, from 19 is is huge. It was a 21-point difference, right, right? Um, But to me, it it seems like the defensive job that they did on CJ McCollum, and that might sound crazy when people say, bruh, he scored 26 points, he made five of eight threes. But when you look at the last game, he had 42 points, and he made 11 three-pointers, right? So you know, I feel like right then and there, that was the big difference to me. It really was. I mean, you look at Joel Embiid, he had 42 points. You know, he had a, another big game the last time. He didn't, you know, score as many as he had this one. But, yeah. but 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 he still had a big game. Um, but to me, the the thing was, you know, that the 76ers, um, you know, cut down the turnovers and 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 they and they shut him down. Now I would be remiss to say this I think the fact that Zion didn't play in the fourth quarter kind of helped the Sixers out a little bit too right I'm not saying they would have won the game or they would have lost the game but it's hard to say that Zion who had 26 points who shot 10 for 12 you know wouldn't have been impactful in the fourth quarter you know it's hard to say that he would not have been but you know, you look at it, this is a big win, And also it was big from the standpoint that the Sixers have a 10 game winning streak at home and they won those games by an average of 11 points. So that's huge right there.
0: I agree with you with the turnovers. You know, we talk about this a lot and I bring it up over and over again, because when we talk about the keys to the game, one of their problems is coughing the ball up and, Now, they did so, 19, as you mentioned, and then you had the 30 turnovers. I mean, 30 points off those turnovers on Friday. And they cleaned that up in a big way with just the nine. And they only had one, Keith, in the second half. And that was when James Harden decided to dribble the basketball out at the end of the game, you know, out of respect of the game and out of respect of the opponent. And that's what they did, man. They protected the basketball in a big way. So I give them credit. They were able to sustain runs uh, on their end. And while we know it's – It's basketball. So it's a game of runs. You knew the Pelicans were going to make their own. It's just a matter of how you respond to that team making their run. And they were able to do something about it. Every time the Pelicans got close, they even took the lead at one point. The Sixers came right back and hit big shots and made sure that they took the lead, came back, played good defense on the other end. Uh, It was an entertaining game for me. uh, Watching it while we evaluate what the team did, it was very entertaining because, man, listen, they were going back. They were throwing blows for for a good couple of minutes in in the quarter, where they were just going back and forth in the third. Both teams throwing up a lot of points there. So good win, and as you said, protecting the home floor, getting good bench, bench production from both George Niang, who had five threes, Tyrese Maxey starting to really get his legs underneath him again. Didn't shoot all that great, but it's good to see him just out there firing yeah, him off. And not having
1: a way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he he still got a long way to go. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to, like, I mean, he, he'll even tell you that. So I don't want to make it seem like, yo, it's, you know, this and that. He still got a long no, way. No, and go.
0: that's not what I was trying to yeah. do. No, it's yeah. just simply he's got his legs underneath him to fire those shots up. Yeah. You can come back and you can throw up 10 shots, and that's not an easy thing to do to try to find that groove. So he's still yeah. trying to find it, but it's good to see the speed is still there, knocking down a couple of shots. Get back into it, and he'll get back into it in the right way when they need him the most. Of course, as the season goes along, and hopefully bounce back to be the player that we know him to be. So, a good win overall by this basketball team, and uh let's but
1: see. here's what they one do. thing, though. Here's one thing we gotta we we can't we can't avoid. It was a good win, and I don't want to be. now n- You're about
0: to do it, though. Don't but, do but, it. Yeah,
1: we got to bring up the facts. So the, the the fact is is a good win. The thing is though, as much as as much as I think this was a good win, and as much as like everything worked well for them, right? And I remember you brought up something to me, I think it was yesterday, right? you know, and you said that this team struggles on the road, right? And when you look at it, you know, I'm talking about the Pelicans. The Pelicans lost one, two, three. Uh They lost five of their last six road games. And the only victory they had at that time was against the Oklahoma city thunder. Now, again, so it's weird. Like you look at these two teams where you have a Sixer squad who struggles against elite teams on the road and you have a Pelican squad who is killing everybody at home, but then they struggle on the road as well. So to me, it's kind of like it was a great win, and I ain't trying to be that. But it's kind of like, okay, which one is it? Like, is it a matter of does the Sixers come to play, or that they play this team that's trash on the road, and is the are the Pelicans that much better than the Sixers at home, or are the Sixers just discombobulated you on the road because they both look? I mean, they the Sixers looked horrible out there but then they look good here. So, you know, it's one of those things we won't figure it out until
0: they continue to play. You know what I mean? Other teams, yeah. but it's that's, just crazy. I, I think that's to be determined because as you just said that, and, and you and you did say it, that the Sixers played rough on the road too. So does that mean that the Sixers can't beat the Pelicans? And when the Pelicans play well at home, the Sixers don't play well on the road. Uh, it's the same example of, Pelicans coming to Philadelphia, where the Sixers are now fifteen and five, and seven and nine on the road, or six and nine on the road. So it's the same thing, and only one game separates them. (laughs) You know, Um, they are twenty four and fourteen, and and the Sixers are now well twenty three. Got a better squad, though. I think I still think I, I I don't disagree that I don't like their roster. It seems like I like their I might like their roster better. But yeah. the record is what the record is. Yeah, they're 23 yeah. and 14, and Then the Sixers are 22 and 14. So um, they're they're pretty identical in, in that way, and the same with their road records, and the same with both being able to win at home. When we come back, we'll dive into it a little bit more, some other things that stood out in this one. And, of course, Embiid having a, another bang-out performance, and we need to talk about some of the other guys like Melton Harden Maxie and Yang helping to get it done. We'll do that next, right here, locked on 76ers. Let's talk about prize pick, right? So look at prize picks. You know, here, let's use Joel
1: Embiid. So tonight, Joel Embiid had what, 42 points? So the thing is, are you going to take Joel Embiid to score more or less than 40 points? LeBron James to have more than 7.5 rebounds, right? You know, so those are the things that you talk about when you talk about prize picks. So how does it work? You pick two to six players, and they will if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against the other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize picks offers projections to any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, NFL, MLB. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and is currently operational in 30 states and including Canada. Download the PrizePix app and go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive the 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you a hundred. If you deposit 50 prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget the end of the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars.
0: Thanks for making locked on 76 is your first listen for your next listen. Check out the locked on now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts is free and available Wherever you get your podcast, all right, Keith. Um, one of the things that I did want to throw your way was it seems that Doc Rivers has I'm not gonna say settled in on Montrez Harrell being the backup uh, going forward, or at least for you know the right now, uh, but yeah. he's gotten the more consistent nod, if you will, when it comes to Embiid taking a seat on the bench. Montrez Harrell has been getting the call played 11 minutes last night in the win over the Pelicans. And I thought he played pretty good in, in that short span. Uh, brought some energy, provided some energy, and uh, things that he normally does positively. Sometimes we see things and it goes the other way, for on, Harold. But it seems like Doc Rivers is kind of leaning that way right now with the veteran big man instead of the young guy, Paul Reed.
1: Yeah, I think it's that way for now. Like, that, right. I, you know, I, I do. I think it's that way for now. Um, I mean, you know, that's one of those things like, you know, he, he did, you know, he, he did have like two block, I mean, excuse me, two steals and the block, you know, but I'm, I'm, I like Trez. I mean, I really do, but I, I, I just think that he's a little on the small side. Right. Um, you know, uh, but you know, he brings energy. He gets dunks. I mean, there was one point where that first time I ever saw someone block his shot. Like because he's, you know, he's under the paint. He goes up and they just like pinned it. You know, so you know, he played, you know, he was one for four shooting. But um, you know, I mean, I, I I guess but I guess it's one of those things for now. The the question is, is this are you comfortable or the Sixers comfortable with those two guys backing up MB? Because if you notice, it's one of those things where, you know everybody else on the bench were like a plus and he was a minus like, you know, him and Tobias Harris were the only two guys on the team. A minus. Now granted, you know, he, he, he got his, he got it back. Like it only ended up being a minus one at the end of the game. But to me, it was kind of like they were losing a little bit. When, I actually thought he played well. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he played all right, but you know, when you look at the other bench guys, like, you know, shake, and uh or Matisse was like a plus you know Matisse was like a plus twelve. George Niang was a plus seven, you know I mean, he he played well, but I, I don't know like when we project, I mean again, and there's nothing against him. I just think that they need a bigger center. You know, they just need a bigger center. And there was times when they were going on a run when he was out there. Now, that's not to say that he still can't get those minutes. I just think that he's the type of player that he can move to the four, right? And then also you can have somebody blocking shots out there. You know, I, I think the way that he plays, he plays well in the pick and roll. He go, he's a rim runner. He can do all those things. He's a dunker. I just think, I mean, I mean, a roller, not a rim runner, but a roller, and he can do those things. It's just to me, I just like get a little concerned on it. Have we
0: have we seen? I don't remember. So pardon me if if we have. I know we've seen it with Paul Reed and b Have I don't remember seeing Montrez on the floor with Joel and for short spurts. Just just to see to to, he to did your point. Of a view.
1: couple times he did it. A couple I, times I don't remember him. it. Yeah, but it was like I think it was like one game. Like, one game, like, early on. Like, not early on, but once Joel came back. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't really, nah. It, it, like, they haven't really had that. I mean, because Doc says he looks at him as a center. The only problem is is he's 6'7". You know, he's 6'7", long arms. And, and the thing is, it's just, I don't know. I just think you need another big, long body just to have
0: just to have well there's still guys out there that they haven't we don't know that they haven't checked on them but they certainly haven't brought them in and right now in terms of the free agent players doesn't seem like they're going to go in that direction maybe if it comes down to it by the trade deadline or the buyout period maybe it'll be addressed at that point but right now it just seems that he's leaning more that way with Montrez Harrell and again it could be situational based on the opponent but how I viewed it the last few games he's really leaning heavily to Montrez Harrell so just something to keep an eye on and right now uh, they picked up a good win he played some good minutes he didn't score one for four as you pointed out shooting but the 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 uh, overall play on the floor in the game I thought was pretty good for Joel B. when we come back Keith we'll uh, wrap things up here with the Sixers picking up the 120 111 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans also got to talk about this one. I don't know if you've seen it. It was a big eruption in points last night by an individual player. It was a darn good game. We'll talk about it next right here. Locked on 76ers.
1: BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We got it all on BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today and use your mobile device and learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: Speaking of those lines, Keith, welcome back to Locked On 76s, everybody. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens. Uh, this is Sixers related just because they're right in front of the Sixers now a uh full game up on on the basketball team if they would have lost they went to overtime against the Bulls they would have been tied now they would have stayed in the fourth spot because of the tiebreaker Cleveland man no Darius Garland tonight but Donovan Mitchell had 71 points 11 assists and eight rebounds in 50 minutes since they went into overtime now demar derozan had a fantastic game himself in the loss he had 44 71 and with his assist keith he combined for a total of scored or assisted on 99 total points in that game on monday night tremendous performance 71.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't see any of it. I mean, I was yeah. in yeah, a lot. Yeah, I know. These, that's why I, I wouldn't
0: tell
1: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, I mean, you know, that's a a, a great feat, um, you know, by him. And But it's also weird, like, this season, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I know you, me and you talked about it before, and you're saying, like, yo, the guys are that much better, like, they're really good. But I don't think they're better than, like, you know, like Michael Jordan, or anybody like that, but they're putting up numbers that they didn't, that they that weren't able to put up. Like there's only been five guys who scored seventy points, right? At least seventy. And um, you know, I, I don't know what is it. Is it the the lack of defense, whatever? Because you're getting all these dudes just killing these teams. And and you, and it's not like I mean they beat they they scoring points like they're playing against a bunch of G leaguers. And they're doing it against, you know, NBA type guys. So that's the ridiculous part to me, that they're able to score all these points, you know? you know? Yeah, he was
0: really he was really efficient from the floor, got to the free throw line, made 20 free throws. He didn't make a lot of threes. And he didn't turn the basketball over either in 50 minutes of play for, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, just a tremendous performance, 71 points. Again, like I said to you last time when we talked about him beating his 59, 71-71. Luka has had 60 this season, and he had that with a 21-rebound 10-assist day. That, was, that has never been done before, and now we get this one tonight where he was just uh, a two rebounds shy of a triple-double with 71 points. The last one I remember was 70 was Devin Booker with the Phoenix Suns in his early, early years when they beat when they lost to the Boston Celtics, and he dropped 70 in that game. Man, uh, 71, something else. Then, so the Sixers are game back of Cleveland. They're two games up on the Indiana Pacers, and the Pacers will be in town, Keith, on Wednesday night. And they're playing some good basketball also. Yeah, now the only thing is, like, just
1: to do a little segue, so my man scores 71 points, right? You got Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker combining for eight. and And the reason, I mean, you know, so – you know, you look at the, the whole buy 5 shots
0: last night. He only, yeah, he
1: only had 5 shots. He got five one five. shot in the uh
0: opening had, quarter. Yeah.
1: He had one shot in the in the second half. Mm. And 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 that was in the third quarter, right? So, here's my concern, right, right about now is like you know, I feel like they went a lot with this three guard lineup. And they had some success with it. Although Maxey isn't quite there yet. You know, DeAnthony Melton only had three shots. Harden shot eight for 19. Maxey shot four for 14, five for 14. And uh, DeAnthony Melton was three for six, three for five. P.J. Tucker didn't even play in the fourth quarter. He didn't even get any burn in the fourth quarter whatsoever.
0: Well, you know, uh, Niang, Niang was hitting the shots. And um,
1: yeah, yeah, that but what I'm trying to but, say, but is we've just, seen
0: that when he has hit his shots, PJ Tucker stays on the bench.
1: But what I'm saying is, the that's nice and all that. But dudes want to play. They're going to tell you they're going to tell you they're going to say, like, hey, it's all good. Everything is cool. But I'm just going to tell you this. Tobias wasn't in the locker room when we got there. No, I'm not saying he was happy. Well, uh, whatchamacard, I asked PJ, hey, you got a minute. He said, I'll be right back and never came back, right? So the fact that George Niang is lighting it up, good for George, good for the Sixers. The fact that they did this experiment with these three guards is something they're working on. They won the game. But my concern is feelings are going to start getting involved, man.
0: Like, well, you know they what, I mean? knew what they, were, they knew what they were getting into when they brought these players in that can play and can get minutes. And the same thing with the players. They, you know, they talk, like we said this on media day, when we talk about you know better than the players, you ask the guys yeah. and everybody's, like, yeah, we're all bought in until the but basketball he, starts he, rolling, he, your minutes yeah. get
1: taken away. Exactly exactly they everybody says the right thing but that to me this is something that they might want to get a, get a, get, a, get control over or somebody does it because like everybody wants to win but people want to get shots you know they want to get shots and to me you know this is something that people are going to downplay but the fact that one dude was ghost and the other dude kept kept moving you know what i mean and let's face it, this was a big win for him. But I don't – Everybody. it just seemed like everyone doesn't enjoy things. They may say it, and they're going to say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But to me, you know, five shots, that was a season low five shots. And, you know, he played – the. They, at least he was on the floor to close out the game the final 452, but he was just, he wasn't involved at all. And PJ wasn't even in the game. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, everybody wants to get, get their shots up. So to me, well, that's something.
0: The, the, the Harris thing is more concerning for me. Cause he didn't get enough touches and enough shots. The Tucker part is the guys hitting shots. You don't take them off the floor. That's just the bottom line. Is he's hitting him? He had big ones down the stretch where yes, PJ Tucker will make some big defensive stops, but it's also that you need those points too when New Orleans closed the gap. Then PJ uh CJ McCollum made it 110-107. You needed your shooters out there to make sure that you also got some points and you had the Melton out there playing defense. He wound up hitting a big shot to extend the lead to 113. 107, and then they ran away with the game with seven more points. The Harris part is more concerning when it comes to that. Yeah. Now scoring the, the one- in Oklahoma City with 23, and tonight he only gets five shots. and We'll see, because we've seen other teams that have had to deal with this, and they've won, so all of that stuff was masked. If this team doesn't win, then I'm sure that will be a topic of discussion quite a bit.
1: True. True, but if, if the thing about the PJ thing, you got to realize Zion didn't play in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was it looked like they was like, "All right, PJ, we love you, bruh, but we don't need you right now. We need to go with the other guy."
0: And I, and, and, I looked and it, at it that that the other guy. Why well, you you're absolutely right. I just thought the other guy was hitting the shots. And how did what are you taking that out for? <laughs> yeah, but the the thing is, the other guy hit shots, but he was like
1: he was four for six in the, in the first half. And he only made one shot in the second half mm-hmm. one. So he was missing, but at the same time, I get what you're saying. He's like, he's their, their sharp shooter. but you he's know, the threat. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, I'm just saying like, it ain't, it ain't up for me to, to say what's right, what's wrong. But the fact that one, left the locker room saying he was coming back to talk and he didn't. And the fact that the other one wasn't is just something to pay attention to.
0: It's not nothing. It's certainly something. I agree with you there. 100%. But as far as the game went, (laughs) they got a big win. (laughs) We'll talk tomorrow as we get ready to preview the Indiana Pacers game as they come to town to take on the Sixers. They've won four games in a row. They're playing really well and the Sixers beat them for their first win of the season after they started out 0 for 3. Sixers picked up their first win against Indiana so completely different team than what we saw in the first week of the campaign in October. Keith uh, before we let everybody go we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day and again We'll get into the Indiana Pacers coming up next. Now make your second listen locked on NBA, locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Do you mind telling the good folks, Keith, where they can find us?
1: Of course. We're um yeah, yeah you can get us wherever you get your your podcast at. But you also can um listen to my man D tonight from 8 p.m. to midnight. So you doing the uh, pre
0: and post game stuff too? Tonight, no. It's just eight to midnight because of a football show that's on before me. So I got to go instead of my six to ten. I have to go eight to midnight tonight.
1: Yeah, I hope you bring some coffee, bro.
0: <laughs>
1: I got my tea. Oh, I got your tea and my built bar. All uh, right, your built bar, and you can you can also follow Divine at Divine G nine seven five on on Twitter. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the
0: Inquire, com. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow to uh, preview the Sixers and the Pacers, dive into more Sixers conversation. Keith, have a great rest of your Tuesday, man. Talk to you tomorrow. All right, bro. Peace. See you, man. Thanks.